introducing Mr. Kawada himself, my dad. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening. However you're listening, this is Quantum of History. I am your host, Donnie Waldron. Welcome into another episode. This one is from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. We're going to be talking about the College of Arms. Now, if you've seen the YouTube of Fleming vs. Film, where me and Joe Darlington talk about this, I talk about this episode in that I wrote this episode three years ago. And I was trying to get through it, and I just was so bored doing it that I, I finished it, I scrapped it. Uh, but I think this is an appropriate time to resurrect it. Uh, I was going to do another episode, but um, some scheduling conflicts with the guest, so we're going to have to do that for one for May. But you're going to get a heavy dose of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. So today is going to be the College of Arms. If you already haven't watched the YouTube of Fleming vs. Film, I am going to put that on the podcast, um, uh, I think April 12th, somewhere around there. And an additional, in May, we're going to be talking about the Corsican mob. Uh, so it is going to be a lot of On Her Majesty's Secret Service, more than I'm very comfortable with doing. Uh, if you listen or followed me for any amount of time, you know my qualms with On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Not because it's not middle of the pack good. I don't think it's one of the worst films by far. But I don't think it's one of the best for a million of reasons which we go into. And if you have not watched the Fleming vs. Film, you must. Thank you, Joe Darlington, for doing that, from James being James Bond. Anything he does is fantastic. He is the Midas touch of Bond. And it's always good to hear him uh, talk about On Her Majesty's Secret Service because it's good to see um, delusional people talk about their delusions um, so it's, uh, it's, but no, it really was a fantastic conversation. I'm really happy with the way it turned out. And if you have not checked it out, check it out. So today's episode is going to be the college of arms. And, um, I gotta tell you, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is why I'm giving you the, the Fleming versus film, giving you a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, but this is kind of interesting. I, I think what's interesting about the novel, the novel goes into this deep, deep, deep dive about the college of arms and the. Heraldi and all of that stuff that's just, um, it can be a fact, I guess it's, I mean, there is an audience for that. You look at 23 Me or all of these, find out you're hereditary. Um, Fleming talks a lot about the sin of snobbery, right? He talks, he equates the College of Arms with snobbery. And there must be something about the College of Arms or something about, you know, people being obsessed with their lineage that just did not sit well with Fleming. And I think a lot of times you see his his interviews with Fleming or see him talk, he's very a crass, crass individual, right? He kind of thinks that a lot of things are just kind of BS. Um, and I and I, I think maybe that's why the, the novels resonate. And I love watching old Ian Fleming interviews when he's just so blunt and he's just so, um, he's very funny. He's got a very dry sense of humor. And I think this College of Arms just sets in the wrong way. People are just worried about so much about where their bloodline comes from. But these people take it seriously. Uh, doing this research, the College of Arms take themselves very seriously. And, uh, you know, it has a long history. You're talking, it, it, I guess I'll get into it, but it, it is a long history. Uh, it's pretty interesting. This is going to be a short episode. I'm not going to bring a guest on because I don't know who's an expert in College of Arms. Or I don't know who wants to talk about the College of Arms. So we're going to make this quick. We're going to do a quick episode. So you're going to do this episode, Fleming versus Film, Corsican Mob at the end. So you're going to be all on Her Majesty's Secret Service out by the end of this. Without further ado, let's get into the episode, The College of Arms.
The College of Arms is one of the last remaining um, of these establishments. And the College of Arms dates all the way back to the 15th century. That's when it was more formally introduced. There are places that say that it started in the 12th, in the, 12th, in the 13th century, around 1200s. Um, but it really took off in the 14th and the 15th century in the four, late 1400s. And the original building was lost in the Great London Fire of 1666, and was subsequently relocated to London. And the reason that they're called the College of Arms dates back to the Jousting Knights. The Herald's main responsibility at the college was to tally the score of the jousters and to introduce the participants. Each knight taking part in the tournament was identified by both the arms on their shield and the crest on their helmets. Each of these crests were well thought out, intricate, and unique. As these crests grew in number and intricacy, it was the job of the heralds to now become well-versed in the crest and the meanings behind them. As time went on, the College of Arms official duties went on to include genealogy and granting of official titles. And that's where Blowfield was trying to get in. That was his, his sin of snobbery, was going to the College of Arms, and he wanted to get his title. Title is granted from the male line, um, the male bloodline and the ancestor it has to have a legitimate claim to the title these claims are held with prestige and great care the records are kept are taken very seriously and matters of claiming title must be proven by only in the office and the arms oftentimes surnames may be the same there may be no legitimate claim can be made for the title if you have the same last name as someone who was lord it doesn't necessarily mean that your lineage is there if you could have got the last name from some other way um so it has to be a direct bloodline lineage. These uh, lines of descent are carefully researched by the Office of Arms. And again, it's only them that can give title. The only way you can get a title is through the College of Arms. This whole process ran completely under the umbrella of the crown. The Duke of Norfolk is the is in charge of the College of Arms. He has the final stay on titles. It's a, The state-run government has nothing to do with the process, and it is one of the few functions left that is completely run by the crown. In 100 Majesty's Secret Service, James Bond is posing as one of the officers of the arms who is detailed searching through the vast archives to find Blofeld his title. In both the movie and the book, it seems an odd desire considering his great plan is to send 12 angels of death to ruin agriculture. But again, whatever floats your boat, bro. I get it, snobbery, but it's one of the... <laughs> I don't... Why is he... He's in the middle of world domination... But yet he still wants this title. Can't he just wait till after until he brings this guy in? What I don't. There's a lot of things. Again, it's another one of those on Her Majesty things that just never sits well with me. And while the Office of Arms investigates, final say is only determined by three senior heralds: the King of Arms, the Earl Marshal. Then has the final say. The Earl Marshal is, is the Duke of Norfolk. Uh, usually, the Duke of Norfolk is the one who's claimed the Earl Marshal. And as the final say, how much the claim and what their pedigree they have. Today, the College of Arms consists of 13 officers, three King of Arms, six Herald of Arms, and four Pursuivants of Arms. These officers are not civil servants that work for the governments. Instead, they are members of the royal household and under umbrella of the Duke of Norfolk, who, who again uses his title as um, his position as the Earl Marshal. The College of Arms is the only way to official title of arms. The only way to show you are entitled to the arms is by inheritance of male bloodline, who himself is on the record as being entitled to the arms. To inquire a search, a fee for inquiry is determined based on how much a person can provide to the lineage. The further digging needed, uh, the higher the fee. So they charge exorbitant amounts of money to do research. They, they're kind of like lawyers, like they just charge by the hour. Um, 
And uh, that's about it for this one, guys. <laughs> this has been a, a short one. I told you this was shelved for a reason. But it's a quick one. But really, next coming up, you're going to have the Fleming versus Film. You're going to have um, the Corsican Mob and that. So I know that today's was a short episode. But I'm going to make up for it by putting the Fleming versus Film and also a good discussion for the Corsican Mob. So this concludes the shortest Quantum of History episode in the history of Quantum of History. And so fitting that I choose to give minimal effort on, on, her, on a topic based on, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been Donnie Waldron, Quantum of History, with the shortest episode of all time. Take care and be well out there, guys.